Tonight, I'm speaking with Miles Starr to speak about this year's Famine Fest in Portland, Oregon. Now, Miles, tell me hey. a bit about your history in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, to save you a couple hours of uh, BS, and let's, um, let's say I started uh, playing drums back when I was, I don't know, my first band was Alcoholocaust back in high school. I was like 15, 16 years old. So that was around uh, year 2000 or so. And, uh, yeah, slowly met some more people, met up with uh, Formed Extractor around uh, 2002, 2002, 2003, somewhere in there. Yep, been uh, hitting it every show I can. Let's see, since then, I've been in um, this band All In, which turned into Therapist, kind of punk, kind of metal. Uh, then uh, now my most recent uh, addition, I'm... Uh, very honored to uh, be part of uh, legendary excruciator uh, thrash metal legends and as far as portland goes they were signed to um heavy artillery and earache for the first album we just got picked up by a uh, dive bomb records and released a second album and uh yeah loving every minute of it portland's a great fucking town for uh for the metal scene right now we got we got a little bit of everything it's great i love it here Definitely. I mean, my entrance to Portland, it was just ended up uh, doing an interview with Getz from uh, Taking Over, and he was one of the OG guys from Witchhaven, and just networked through that. He put me in touch with Ray from Cemetery Lust. Yeah. And uh, Ray was cool enough to send me out the uh, Screams of the Violated CD. Hell yeah, that was a really cool acquisition with everybody's autograph on it. Then just said, you know what? What the hell? I'll fly in for Famine Fest in 2015 and just been kind of like really, really attracted to what's going on there ever since. Now, um, tell me, how do you think this year's Famine Fest compared to previous years? Um, well, it was, uh, it was very different. Um, it was in a much bigger venue since uh, the uh, Tonic Lounge, the Panic Room, the Raven. It's been known by many names. I'll still always call it the Tonic. But uh, they closed their doors a few months ago, and uh, yeah, that was kind of you know everyone's favorite you know metal venue in town. It's uh, it's sad to see it go, but um, so they so they put it on at uh, the Bossa Nova Ballroom, which is a much bigger place. Um, the main stage is big, the floor is big. It can uh, I guess it holds somewhere around 500 people. But uh, it was especially different because they jam packed a whole bunch of bands for both days. And they had a second stage going on upstairs, which was a lot smaller. It maybe fit like, uh, I don't know, 100, 200 people maybe on this little corner stage. But so when um, once one band was done, the other band started like within five minutes. And so it was just boom, 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 band after band after band. Made it tough for us uh, cigarette smokers to uh, go out for a cigarette. Had to, you know, miss some music if we were going to step outside. But yeah, it allowed for them to play, put, you know, a lot more bands on the bill, you know, from 6.30 till, you know, 12.31 in the morning, there was constant music blasting in that place. And it was, uh, it was a great time. Now, I guess, um, before you went to the show, did you do much research on any of the bands playing or was it just like, you know what, I'm just going to go in there and if something sounds good, I'm just going to uh, go up to the stage and start headbanging. Yep, that's that's pretty much what I do. I go I go to any show I I have time to go to, whether I know the bands or not. Um, I was familiar with maybe about half of the bands, 
uh, on this year. I, uh, I've always heard the name Nasty Savage. I know I've heard a couple songs in the past, but, you know, I looked up, looked up a couple more songs and I got kind of stoked, uh, or that, that's a, that's a name, you know, not, I don't even know what they've done in the last few years, if anything, but, uh, yeah, it was definitely an honor to see Nasty Savage, um, Dead Conspiracy, they've been around forever, uh, Church of Disgust, I, uh, I saw them, they're from Texas, I saw them a couple years ago, they played at, uh, the old Tonic Lounge, uh, Raptor, no, no, all those guys, they're great, Lord Gore, another, uh, long-time, uh, Portland, uh, Portland Legends, uh, it was great to see them after, you know, what it's been like something, 10 years since they've played together, um, Ritual Necromancy, they they always crush it, just crushing death metal. Uh, Weregoat, uh, amazing fucking uh, black metal band from Portland. They uh, they put on quite the show. And uh, Petrification, uh, I know I know a couple guys in uh, Petrification, and that was that was the first time I got to see them, so that was great. Um, they really brought it. They even though they're playing at you know six thirty, you know the. For, first uh first band of the second day they kicked it off they they did it right let me tell you those are those are all the bands that i was familiar with um oh and torture rack how can i forget torture rack they're uh they're as well they're they're just crushing death metal you if you've ever heard them you know um they're they got lucky enough to uh score on um they're going to be playing at maryland death fest this year that's that's just awesome that you know portland's representing and uh over on the east coast and a big fest like that definitely now like dude just wonder i'm like a big petrification fan um did they play anything more than the music that was found on that first demo or was it just that straight first demo um honestly i haven't heard the first demo so i couldn't tell you but they're they're pretty new i um i Hmm, let's see. They play. They played for a half hour. I'd say. I'd, I guess their songs were, uh, you know, in the three, four, maybe five minute range. So they probably got, you know, six, seven songs out. How many songs were on the demo? I believe just four. Okay, so yeah, they they probably played a couple in addition to that. Yeah, I mean, it'll be just amazing getting to hear the new music once that comes out. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, I look forward to uh, hearing a full-length album from them and uh, seeing them on stage again. Now, um, who do you think had the, the fiercest crowd reaction day one versus day two? Hmm. That's... Give me shout-outs for each day. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'd say uh, the, most, the most notable pits uh, on day one were uh, Torture Rack, even though it was upstairs in that little... Uh, you know, tiny upstairs uh, stage. People went nuts for them, and uh, Nasty Savage absolutely. He got everyone all riled up. Nasty Ronnie is uh, he, he he's got some energy, and uh, yeah, people went nuts for uh, Nasty Savage. That's for sure. Um, for day two, day two, I got I got pretty drunk, but uh, I do remember going nuts for uh, Lord Gore and Revenge at the end of the night. Uh, I, I I remember everyone was going nuts for them, including me. It was you know the last the last band of the second day, the headliners, and it was uh, my last chance to you know get 
get you know get my blood boiling so i I made it a point to uh, go a little nuts there and uh yeah when i woke up the next day i was i was so sore to i'm i still got some bruises on me and it's what it's uh Wednesday now, and that was on uh, Saturday. I'm I'm still feeling a, a little sore, but <laughs> yeah, I earned it. That's for sure. Damn. So um, also man, like I know, like I remember taking a look through my Headsplit collection, the Headsplit Zine collection, and you're in. Mm. You contributed a good number of articles to there over the years. You have anything coming up in the next uh, issue or two? Um, nothing planned. Uh, Rob Drocker, the um, editor-in-chief so so i call him he he puts it all together uh he puts the actual magazine together and uh dylan he uh he i think he seeks out and finds most of the uh interviews but um yeah anytime he uh he shoots me an album to review i always you know put in my two cents worth but um i i always whenever i go to a show i'm, I'm always uh i always got my ears perked up my eyes open for um material for a uh, pit report mm. which uh, if anyone uh, hasn't read a pit report before uh i just review the pit i don't review the show I, you know if you want if you want to hear about the show read a show review go to the show whatever i i just talk about the pit but unfortunately you know it's not like every show i go to i got material for a pit report you know something notable needs to happen it's not like oh man you know tom got knocked over and uh yeah, this this chick uh, went nuts, and you know that's not worth writing about. And need need some need some beef, need some meat in there. <laughs> now, Miles, man, tell me about some of the bands you're in personally. <clears throat> ah, well, right now uh, I only got three bands going on. Only three, you know. I'm a drummer in Portland, so uh, I got um, Excruciator is uh, my my newest uh, gig. Uh, I just joined up with them. What? I want to say it's about. I think I'm coming up on two years. Yeah, Chris. Uh, Chris, uh, the he's the only original member, the uh, front man. He hit me up. Which Chris we're talking about, that, though? Uh, Chris Berkeley. Okay. And uh, yeah, he also played in Raptor and uh, Alpha Viper for a bit, but. Um, yeah, he he hit me up and he asked me to just play some uh, session drums for. Uh, he was going to do a split with uh, Toxic Witch, and so I recorded uh, two songs, uh, Power Lords and Altar of Lust, which uh, ended up being on our our new album that just came out, Fighting for Evil. But um, yeah, he asked me to do just record these couple songs for a split, and then um, yep, we just uh, made magic from there and hit it off and. Uh, I, I couldn't say no to, you know, excruciator offering, uh, offering the spot on the drums to me. But, um, other than that, right now I'm also in uh, cover fire, which, uh, is, uh, me and the guitar player from extractor. We, uh, extractor kind of went on hiatus a few years ago and, um, I was at, I was at the tonic lounge and I ran into a old man, Jason stairs He's a good friend of mine. I ran into him and I just drunk talking to him. I was like, man, we need to get Extractor back together. You want to sing for us? And he was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I want to do that. And so, you know, I talked to Brett later and he said, well, you know, let's bring him over for practice, you know, get him to learn a couple cover songs and we'll see what happens from there. 
And so uh, we had him over for a practice, a couple practices, and um, Robbie and uh, Ryan from uh, Headless Pez and uh, Green Jello. That's a uh, that's a story I'll get to in a few. But um, Robbie and Ryan live right behind me, and uh, I think it was yeah, it was Ryan was walking by while we were taking cigarette break. He was walking by on his way to Plaid Pantry up the street. He's like, "Hey, what are you guys doing?" I'm like, "Oh, we're um, playing some cover songs. You want to come jam?" He's like, "Okay." Brought his little amp over and uh, learned a couple covers, and we decided instead of uh, going for Extractor, we're going to start a cover band, you know, cover some songs that no one ever gets to hear, some stuff that, you know, we played songs that even, you know, the bands themselves that wrote them don't play. Like, uh, uh, we're working on, we just got nailed last night. We nailed um, Burns Like a Buzzsaw Blade from Annihilator. We, uh, we did... Um, uh, Black Prophecies by uh, Dark Angel, which they've never played live. They were going to play that whole album live up in uh, Canada somewhere, but they canceled the show for whatever reason. So, yeah, we played it before they did. <laughs> wow. But, yeah, Cover cover Fire is a lot of fun. And my other active band right now is uh, Alcoholicost, which um, that was my first band, you know, back we started when I was, like, 16 in high school. And pretty much our goal is to piss off as many people as possible. And uh, we, we do that very well. It's more, uh, our stage show is more uh, drunk and yelling at each other and the uh, crowd than it is music. But uh, yeah, we get a few songs out there. <laughs> but yeah, we, we tend to get kicked off on most stages we play. And uh, you know what? We're okay with that. <laughs> People can't handle it. They can't handle it. But uh, yeah, Green Jello. So that's uh, that's the name ever. Most, pe- most people know... Uh, some youngins nowadays don't remember back in uh, 94, I think it was the three little pigs music video that came out on MTV. That was, you know, every little kid's favorite video it was great. And, uh, years later, uh, my buddies and headless Pez, they got to open for green jello. And, uh, then eventually, uh, Bill Manspeaker, the front man, he asked them to uh, be part of the band you know, it, he it's a it's a franchise band for anyone not uh, familiar. Bill, the uh, singer, the creator, he he has bands all over the country, and you know, even some in Canada and Mexico, and I think he's going to Europe sometime this year. But uh, he's got bands all over all over the place, and he flies out every weekend, does you know a little mini tour of three or four days, and flies back home to Hollywood. And uh, so Headless Pez became the Northwest uh, franchise band. And there was a couple tours where their drummer couldn't make it. And so they asked me, said, hey, you want to play drums for uh, Green Jello? It's like, well, you're giving me two weeks to learn a full set of music for a Grammy-nominated band. Well, I guess I can't say no to that, can I? <laughs> and so that was a blast. You know, going on, going on tour, playing drums for a band that I remember watching the music video when I was in middle school. You know, it's a, kind of a dream come true. Yeah, man. Now, dude, what are some really awesome concerts coming up in the next couple of months and maybe later in the year for uh, the extreme metal fans out there in Portland as well as, I guess, Seattle, too? Oh, uh, I try not to look up to Seattle because uh, it's always it's always a hassle for me to get there and I my truck isn't running. So I really try not to look at the Seattle gigs because I know there's a lot of good ones. Um, uh, I need to 
pull up. Uh, I need to pull up my Facebook to see what's uh, coming up. Let me think off the top of my head. Um, oh, Marduk and uh, Incantation and uh, Cemetery Lust is on Sunday, I think. That's gonna be. That's also at the uh, Bossa Nova. Um, oh, ooh, I John Roth. He's he's playing and uh, Wear Squatch. They're some thrash masters for uh, from the Portland area. They where Squatch is opening for Ulai. That's coming up here also at the Bossa Nova. Also at the Bossa Nova. Um, uh, Excruciator, we're having our uh, CD release party for Fighting for Evil. We're playing uh, with Speed Witch and Gun and uh, Disembowel. That's going to be a good one. Um, other than that, yeah, I need, to, I need to cheat and look online for what shows are coming up. Yo, just hearing about, like, Cemetery Lust and crew playing with Marduk. Like, yeah. has there been any word that the anti-Fa people are going to be uh, giving them a problem? Oh, yeah. Every uh, every big uh, black metal act that comes through town, anti-Fa and the Black Lives Matter movement now is apparently, um, yeah, threatening to protest. And, you know, it's, it's pretty ridiculous out here, you know, and... Marduk, I've never heard anything about them being racist or Nazis or anything, you know. They just say, oh, there's there's a black metal band coming to town. We better go protest, you know. These these guys are horrible, and yeah, they're, we'll call them Nazis because, uh, yeah, we, we want something to, you know, raise our fists about, you know. Honestly, when I first heard of Antifa, I'm like, okay, you know, the, the idea behind that, you know, they're, they're against, you know, racist, you know, racist you know, Nazis and, you know, bad people, Mm -hmm. you know, like, okay, yeah, sure. You want to, you want to, you know, speak out against that. That's fine. But now they're, they're showing up and, you know, protesting shows and it's like, you know, where, where do you get your information from? What, 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 why are you protesting this band again? Oh, you don't really know. Okay. Like, uh, there was, there was word they were going to protest the mentor show on new year's. But uh, it turned out it was going to be at Rose City Strip Strip Club, but uh, then they ended up having to relocate, and they ended up playing a, a house party at uh, one of the local houses that puts on some shows, which was a total bummer. I thought, you know, like the threats of protests, you know, turned, you know, turned, uh, you know, Mason or whoever, and said, you know, sorry, can't have the show here anymore. But apparently, it was the dancers. The dancer spoke up like a few days a week in advance and said, hey, these guys are playing. We're not going to dance because we're not going to make any money. And, well, it's the mentors. And, yeah, we don't really like them anyways. And so it was the dancers that, that got the mentor show moved. But, yeah, yeah. There, there's enough houses that uh, there's no way the mentors aren't going to play New Year's in Portland. That's That happens every New Year's in Portland yeah. for the last as long as I can remember. But, uh, yeah, no, it's. The other, the other crazy, uh, you know, protest, uh, I don't know if it was Antifa or I'm guessing it was, I don't remember uh, when I read the article, um, Iwata from Portland, they went up and played uh, a big fest up in Canada. Montreal. And, uh, he's in Montreal, yeah. And um, that was crazy when I heard about that. I couldn't believe it. You know, there was a band that got, uh, you know, a secret, you know, last minute announcement that apparently, you know, did have, you know, ties to, um, you know, some of them were skinheads or Nazis or something. So people showed up to protest that, and they were, like, throwing, you know, um, 
you know, whatever flash tear gas grenades. grenades. Tear gas grenades, that's it. And yeah, they like they had to lock down everyone inside the venue and you know, the you know, the show got cancelled and it was like ridiculous. Like these guys, you know, my, my friends, you know, they're you know, they're not racist, they're not skinheads or anything. And, you know, they're being, you know, victimized by by all this and they're like, you know what, we just we just flew up here to play, you know, some music, man. You know? What's wrong with that? I want to play some music. And then they, and then, so everyone eventually got out and, and not to mention the cops were, you know, standing by and, you know, letting all this go on. I, I just totally baffles my mind. And then, so eventually everyone got out and uh, went to the hotel wherever. And these, and these guys followed them to the hotel and were throwing, you know, these tear gas grenades and stuff in, in the hotel and freaking out, you know, there's families, yeah. you know, with their kids there. Like this is just completely out of hand out of yeah. how this has gotten, you know, these guys are, these guys are against, you know, racism and, you know, bad people in general. Well, they're, they're kind of acting like terrorists. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's just gotten completely out of hand, in my opinion. I can't believe it. What can people do to kind of like prevent or neutralize that before you start seeing like, oh, before, your favorite band's concert is going to get there, canceled? I, I don't know what to do, you know. They're, they're going to show up and they're going to protest whatever shows they do, you know, I uh, you know, some people are like, yeah, let's, let's just, you know, let's kick their ass and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Let's show, let's show them who's boss, you know, chase yeah. them off. And some people are like, no, I, let's not stoop to their level. Let's just, you know, be cordial and, you know, let make, do what we can to make the show go on. And it's kind of, you know, a gray area. There's not much you can do They're You know, people are going to do what they're going to do. And well, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Let's see when uh, people start uh, protesting alcoholic cost. <laughs> thanks a lot, man. Final words, Miles. Hey, good times. Uh, glad. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, Hails from Portland. Anyone that uh, wants to come out and uh, check out some great metal bands, come to Portland and uh, hit me up. I will uh, show you around. Killer, man. Thank you very much, Miles.